after a few weeks of break because of uh you know family sickness and and busy being at work we're back hi guys this is francis simeon and you are listening to the pauline fellowship um today we would like to do just a brief review of uh, what we've been talking about and that's mostly about the the gospels so uh we're we're going to talk about a review of the different gospel and that's because i would like to dive deeper into the gospel of christ all right uh let's go forward shall we galatians chapter number two verses seven and eight the bible says but contrary wise when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me as the gospel of the circumcision was unto peter for he that wrought uh, effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. So as you can see, there's a couple different of go- uh, couple uh, different gospels over here. We have the gospel of the circumcision and the gospel of the uncircumcision. To make sure that the Bible differentiates those two. Uh, it also gives, uh, provides who it was com- commissioned to. The gospel of the circumcision was given to Peter and the gospel of the uncircumcision to Paul. And uh, to make sure that it goes one more level of differentiation, excuse me, it shows that these two are two different gospels because circumcision cannot be the same as the uncircumcision so it also gives while it's true that it gives uh the person to whom it is commissioned to um it also gives the people to whom it is addressed to obviously the gospel of the circumcision is addressed to the circumcision and the gospel of the uncircumcision to the gentiles as defined by the verse itself so Today, we are, of course, going to tackle this review because, A, it has been a long time. And I'd like to apologize because, uh, you know, like I said earlier, we've had just some family sickness and uh, busy at work, as you can see in my tired eyes. (laughs) So I'd like to apologize for that. But I'm, I, I, first of all, thank you for your prayers. Uh, Some of you know what we've been going through. And number two, we wish... Uh, we pray that you yourselves are are doing very are doing well with your family and with your work and the circle that God has entrusted to you. I would like to welcome some of our uh, listeners. We actually have listeners from Russia, um, so I hope you guys are are safe over there, and uh, we're praying for you. We you guys have are making the right safe decision. As, as per the writing of Paul, the Apostle Paul, and as what grace, the grace of God has taught you. We also have uh, listeners in uh, Switzerland. We have listeners in the Philippines. Uh, we have listeners in, um, in Jamaica. We have listeners in... Uh, um, huh. The United Arab Emirates over at Dubai. 
and a couple of other places that I'm forgetting, please give us a shout out or a reply or just a, a hi down in YouTube or or in Facebook or Instagram. Um, if I've forgotten about you, and I'm sorry about that, it's kind of late over here. I am in Santa Ana, California right now. But anyway, going back to what we're talking about here, uh, there's a dangerous proposition here in Christendom, or uh, some people call it churchianity, Christianity, modern-day Christianity, that says that all Gospels in the Bible are one and the same. So that's the question we're tackling right now. Are all Gospels in the Bible one and the same? Which leads us to what are the implications of the different Gospels in the Bible. If, they're, if they are one and the same, then what does that mean? If they are different, then what does that mean to you and me? Okay, before we go forward, I would like to remind you, please hit that subscribe button. Not only that subscribe button, but also that bell. So you know uh, that whenever a new uh, video drops on YouTube, you know you're, you're, you'll be one of the first in the know. Okay, so let's continue, shall we? In, the, in this Bible study, we will, we will be reviewing the gospel of the kingdom, and we will review the gospel of God. We will be reviewing the gospel of the circumcision and the gospel of the uncircumcision. All of that as an introduction to the gospel of Christ. So when we get deeper into the gospel of Christ here in the following weeks, it is easier for us to understand. So I'd like you to sort of bear with me for a little bit here. I know uh, we've been tackling these different Gospels for a few months or weeks now. Uh, and so most of this you've already heard, most of this you've already learned. But like I said, because of the, the break there, I would like to do a, a brief review. Okay. So to begin with, let's talk about the def definition of the word gospel. Okay. The Bible, the King James Bible, I should say, has a built-in dictionary. Only the King James Bible has that. Other Bibles do not have that, or other English versions, or should I say perversions, do not have that, okay? So uh, if we are to find out what the definition of the word gospel is, the best place to go to is to your King James Bible. So let's see, Luke chapter number 4, verse 18. This is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking himself while he's reading the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the, what? The gospel to the poor. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty, liberty them that are bruised. Like I said earlier, this is a reading by the Lord Jesus Christ himself of the book of Isaiah, chapter number 61. And uh, we are looking at the word gospel to see if uh, how the Bible itself describes it. Okay, Isaiah chapter number 61, verse 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord had anointed me to preach. Same thing, right? God, the Lord Jesus Christ, was just reading from the book of Isaiah, and it's being recorded in the book of Luke. Anointed me to preach what? What two words substitutes the word gospel from the book of Luke? 
good tidings. Good tidings unto the meek. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. So, therefore, the term gospel is defined by, uh, 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 the word good tidings defines the word gospel. So what is the gospel? It's good tidings. Some people call it good news, okay? So it's just that general sense. In a very general sense, that is what the definition of the word gospel is. Some people look at the word gospel and apply all kinds of things, right? There are many good tidings in this world. There are many good news in this world. There are many gospels in this world, if you will, but not all of them are the ones that are directed, that are preached to us, that are given to us. Not all of them are the one, is the one that is uh, the one for our salvation specifically. Okay? <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> So I'll give you an example in Matthew chapter number 3, verse number 11. Here's another term that a lot of Christians take and, all of, and just apply one thing into it, all right? When, when it has a very general uh, uh, definition to it. Uh, and that word is the word baptized. In Matthew chapter number 3, verse 11, the Bible says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. So, uh, what what when a lot of people, especially people, our friends from the Baptist group, when they when they see or hear or read the word baptize, immediately what they think about is water baptism. Well, that's what we read over here. Indeed, baptize you with water unto repentance. But does the word baptize always always mean water baptism in the Bible? Right? Well, let's go read further. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So you do, they are correct to think that there is the word water, or the water baptism is in this verse, but there are two other kinds of baptism in this verse alone. So in this verse alone, there's three baptism, water baptism, baptism with the Holy Ghost, and the baptism with fire. See? So the context itself and the definition, the people who, is, who are, who are, who are uh, commissioned, uh, the people who are the audience, these are great context clues to define what the gospel is that you're talking about or that you're reading. Okay, because in that verse alone, and what we read earlier, there is the gospel of the uncircumcision, and there is the gospel of the circumcision. In this verse al alone, there are at least two gospels, and they cannot be one and the same. Okay, let's go forward. Just like and just like the word baptism. It's not always one and the same, okay? The context should, should help you define what it is. So first, as a review, let's go to the gospel of the kingdom, okay? Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15 says, Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the what? 
gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying to define what the what the uh, what the content is of the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus continues, okay, and saying the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that what it says? No. The time is what it says is the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Okay? Repent for the kingdom is at hand. The time is fulfilled. That is what it was. That's what the content is of the gospel of the kingdom. Okay? The speakers of the gospel of the kingdom is John the Baptist and the Lord Jesus Christ and the disciples as well. Right? None of these guys, none of these men said, believe the gospel, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. None of them said that, especially when you read in the gospel. Okay? They, what they preached before the cross was repent for the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom is at hand. Okay? Now, there's always something that is associated with the gospel of the kingdom, and that's baptism, healing, water baptism, healing, and uh, sign gifts, and enduring and all kinds of you know just sign gifts for the for 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 you know for our collective term if you will okay well some people might say well really all you have to do just like our time right now is just to believe just to believe whatever the gospel of the kingdom is really you don't need to be baptized well, the Bible says otherwise in Luke chapter number 7, verses 29 to 30. The Bible says, And all the people that heard him and the publicans justified God being baptized with the baptism of God uh, of John. Of course, that's water baptism. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves because they believed not. Is that what it says? Nope. It says, because being not baptized of John. So how do you manifest your belief in, in the, in, in the uh, gospel of the kingdom? It's by accepting John's baptism. You can't say you believe, but you don't want to be baptized because this verse itself says, if you are not baptized of John, then you are rejecting the counsel of God. Simple as that. You can't escape the text now, can you? Right? Why is that? Because during that time, the bap uh, water baptism of John is always along with of course other uh, with with the sign gifts as well as the uh, um, endurance and healing is always associated with the gospel of the kingdom you have to do this to manifest your belief you have to do this to manifest your faith or else you do not have faith 
in this time, in our time right now, we walk by faith and not by sight. But that does that verse does that does not apply during the time of the gospel of the kingdom, especially before the cross, and during the transition period after that. Because during that time, they walk by faith plus sight. They have to see. Uh, they have to manifest what their faith is. And they have to do things that can be seen to manifest their faith. Okay? If not, you know, you can defend them all you want and just say, no, they only have to believe. But if they do not get baptized by the baptism of John, then they are <clears throat> rejecting the counsel of God against themselves. The gospel, like I said earlier, the gospel of the kingdom needed water baptism and endurance to manifest one's faith. It is always also associated with healing, water baptism, and anointing. Why? Good question. Why were baptism, healing, and anointing included in the gospel of the kingdom? Well, the next most logical question when you hear the gospel of the kingdom is, what kind of kingdom? What kingdom? Jesus, all throughout the prophetic period, uh, sorry, going back, all throughout the prophetic period, God has promised the nation of Israel a kingdom. And when Jesus came, he came to set up a literal earthly kingdom of priests. This is the one that was the answer to the prophecy or the fulfillment of the prophecy. Watch in Exodus chapter 19, verse 6. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of what? Priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And that's what 1 Peter chapter number 2, verse 9 quotes. Ye are a chosen generation, um, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, uh, which had shown forth the praises un uh, of him who had called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. So, the kingdom that Jesus was, uh, came to set up was a literal earthly kingdom of priests. And before one could become a priest, he had to be washed. Exodus chapter number 29 verse 4 says, And Aaron and his sons... Thou shalt bring unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and shalt wash them with water. That's why baptism is always associated with the gospel of the kingdom. Abe, eh? can you imagine Jesus Christ just came to set up a, an earthly, a literal earthly kingdom of priests? A priest had to be washed. And then somebody says, you know what, Lord? I believe what you're saying. But I just don't want to be water baptized. You know what? The, essentially what he's trying to say? He's saying, he's saying, I can't, I don't want to be a priest. Or, or you know, I, I can't be a priest. Or I'm disqualifying myself 
from being a priest because a priest had to be washed. Number two, healing. Okay? Did you know that no one with any physical problems can be a priest? Look at Leviticus chapter number 21, verse 17. Actually, if you read the whole context from 16 verse, uh, to 24, verses 16 to 24 of Leviticus 21, but for time's sake, we'll just read verse number 17. Speak unto Aaron, saying, Whosoever he be of thy seed in their generations that had any blemish, let him not approach to offer the bread of his God. So nobody who had any physical blemish or problems can be a priest. That is why healing needed to happen because in order for those people back then to be a priest, they had to be washed, so they had to be baptized. And they had to be physically whole. That's why healing happened. So you see, the Lord Jesus Christ did not only perform all those miracles just, you know, just uh, a show people that he's a nice guy or he's a he's a wonderful, merciful God or he's a loving and a good God. See, so, so we've been so we've been so um, um, just steeped into this emotional kind of Christianity without the studying of God's word that everything just has to be emotional. Oh, God is so nice. Oh, God is so loving. Oh, God is so kind. You know, He had a reason for doing that. He had a reason for doing uh, for baptizing and for healing and that's because he needed to become the fulfillment or he was trying to fulfill the prophecy that he was setting up a literal earthly kingdom of priests okay well to continue there is also anointing during that time although this is just a bonus if you will because a priest had to be anointed exodus chapter number 29 verse 7 Thou shalt then shalt thou take the anointing oil and pour it upon his head and anoint him. <clears throat> you can also see John fourteen twenty six and first John chapter number two verse twenty seven. See, there's a reason why God or why the Lord Jesus Christ did these things. It's not just so he can be good or or a nice guy. It's not just so it so uh you know, people, some other people say, well, that's to prove that he's he's the Lord Jesus Christ and that he's God. Yes, it's part of that, that but it goes beyond that. And rightly dividing, right, rightly dividing the word of truth and studying the Bible gives you more of an insight of what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing. And that goes beyond just being a nice guy. And that goes beyond just having... You know, having a nice God, a wonderful, kind God, so we can all cry during during our church services because He's so nice. Okay. Um. So that's the reason why. What about us? Do we 
need to be baptized right now, water ba baptized, um, to be saved? If we don't get water baptized right now, are we are we uh, against the counsel of, of God? Going against the counsel of God? Um, if we are not performing any healing, does that mean we're not saved? Does that mean we're not uh, we're not. We don't believe the gospel. Now, after the prophetic clock was stopped to be resumed, which is of course to be resumed after the rapture or the catching away, God revealed the mystery to Paul, and baptism, sign gifts, and the anointing, including enduring for your salvation, um, are not required for us, for our salvation, because we are members of his body and not of his earthly kingdom of priests. Things that are different are not the same. Okay? So that's a review of the gospel of the kingdom. Now let's go to the gospel of God, and we're going to sort of tackle three things uh, in one shot over here. We're going to tackle the gospel of, uh, sorry, for the typographical error there, the gospel of God as related to the gospel of the circumcision and the gospel of the uncircumcision. Okay? So to define or to figure out what the content is for the gospel of God, let's go to Romans chapter number 1, verses 1 to 4. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So notice that the gospel of God is prophesied information. Okay? It's not a mystery information. It's not a secret. Okay? Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of his holiness, by the death, burial, and resurrection. Is that what it says? No. By the resurrection from the dead. Okay? Now, although, yes, it's sort of kind of given that for somebody to resurrect from the dead, he has to be dead. But there, the, the content of the gospel of God is talking about something that happened by virtue of that one thing, one component of our gospel, which is the resurrection from the dead, okay? The resurrection of the dead did something, and that is the, the content of the gospel of God, okay? What is that something? It says the gospel of uh, the resurrection from the dead, um, if you will, but for lack of a better term, prove, if you will, that Jesus Christ, who was made of the seed of David, is the Son of God. Okay? So um, let's go for further. Right? So think with me for a second. Before the cross, the disciples did not understand the Scriptures, no matter how many times Jesus Christ would tell them that he would die and he would be buried and rise again. Right? Jesus Christ told them, the Apostle Peter says, I won't let that happen. When it was happening, when it was live, in real time, 
the Apostle Peter grabbed the sword and chopped somebody's ear off because he did not want it to happen. Jesus Christ told them many times it was going to happen. It was prophesied in Scripture that it was going to happen, but they did not understand. Okay? Um, his rising would declare him to be the Son of God with power and that his resurrection would prove that he is Christ. This is why before the cross, they simply preached the gospel of the kingdom. But that would change after the cross when they finally understood. Okay? If you want a, a deeper dive into the gospel of God, go over to our uh, uh, previous lessons on the gospel of God. Okay, So before the cross, it was simply the gospel of the kingdom. After the cross, when they understood that the resurrection, his death, burial, and resurrection needed to happen, and that resurrection declared him to be the Son of God with power, and that proved that he is the Christ, okay? then their message sort of changed, if you will. What happened? Well, let's see in Acts chapter number 2, verse 29, which is after the cross. Let's start in verse number 29. This is the Apostle Peter talking. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David. Uh-oh, that's included in the gospel of God, right? Um, that Jesus Christ was made of the seed of David. It says that he is both dead and buried, and his sepul sepulcher is with us unto this day. Ah, wait a second. Time out. This is way after, uh, this is, after the cross and Peter under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit declares that David is still with them unto this day after the cross okay and that his uh, sepulcher is with us unto this day he is both dead and buried so question and we will talk about this some other time did David go to heaven? Well, it's general knowledge that he couldn't go to heaven before the cross because the blood was not shed yet, so he went into a place called Abraham's bosom. But question, what about after the cross? Did he go to heaven? If he did, why did Peter say that he is still dead and buried and that his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Hmm. Continuing. Think about that. We'll talk about that some other time. Continuing. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to, his, to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. That's, this is Peter talking about prophecy information prophesied information that the Christ is supposed to be of the seed of David. Okay? He seeing this spake before spake of the resurrection of Christ that his soul was not in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus had God raised up. That's the gospel of God. Whereof we are all witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand uh, of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he had shed forth, shed forth this, 
which you now see in here. For David is, uh-oh, wait a second. Did David go to heaven after the cross? This is Acts 2, which is after the cross. David is, not was. David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Remember, going back to our original, to, to, to our topic, this is the gospel of God still. Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, let all house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus. Remember, because of the ascension, that same Jesus who is of the seed of David, made of the seed of David, is Christ, the Son of God with power. Okay? That God had made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and and Christ. That's all the gospel of God there. Okay. Now, so far, Peter had been preaching the gospel of God, which is foundational, and did not had, have a specified response. Now, some people say you don't really have to respond to it. I probably would like to contest that, but, you know, it, for, this is another uh, topic for another time. You know, I would say, believe it. If these people did not believe it, then why would they seek for an answer from Peter about what to do? Okay. So anyway, going forward, like, like I said, another another conversation for a different time. Um, that is why the listeners asked, Acts chapter number 2, verse 37, continuing to read. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Again, if they did not believe what they heard, the gospel of God, would they care about what they needed to do? I submit, and this is me, um, you surely can believe whatever you want to believe, but you have that freedom, but... Uh, if the I would say that their specified response, even if it did not have a specified response, the gospel of God needed to be believed. Okay? So what's the response then? Here comes the gospel of the kingdom. Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. And believe the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that that alone made the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ the propitiation for our sins, and the wrath of God is gone. Is that what he says? No. He says, repent and be baptized. Again, when you see that, it's talking about uh, when you see uh, water baptism, um, associated with the gospel with repenting with uh, uh, sort of like an annex to your belief faith plus what faith plus baptism then that means that's the gospel of the kingdom repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you and to your children who's that the Jews right and or if you will the circumcision and to all that are afar off 
even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So as you can see, before the cross, it was just the gospel of the kingdom. Once they understood, once the ascension, once the res- sorry, once the resurrection declared God, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be the Son of God with power, or the Christ. Okay? And once they understood that, their message transitioned to the gospel of God plus the gospel of the kingdom. And what is that? The gospel of God plus the gospel of the kingdom is equal to the gospel of the circumcision. Who do you think the audience is? Well, obviously the circumcision. Amen. So as you can see, Peter preached the gospel of God. Well, hey, wait a second. Paul also preached the gospel of God. Look in Acts chapter 13. Let's start in verse number 32. And we declare declare unto you glad tidings. Hey, that's the gospel, right? How that the promise which was made unto the fathers, God hath fulfilled the same unto us their children, in that he hath raised up Jesus again, raised up Jesus again. What's that? That's part of the gospel of God. As it is also written in the second Psalm. See, it's prophesied. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. And as concerning that he he raised, raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption, he said on this wise, I will give you the sure mercies of David. That's the gospel of God. Okay. Um, sorry. To continue, verse number 35, Wherefore he saith also in another psalm, Thou shalt not suffer thine holy one to see corruption. For David, after he had served his own generation, by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers, and saw corruption. But he whom God raised again, still gospel of God, information, saw no corruption. And then he transitioned. Well, sorry about that. I guess, I guess uh, I uh, I forgot to type verse number thirty-eight on here. But hold on a sec. Let me see if I can I can grab that real quick for you. Acts thirteen. Oops. Okay. Um hold on a sec. Okay, sorry, I had to pause that, uh, just because I lost my internet connection here but i am going to read acts chapter number 13 verse 38 remember that verse number 33 32 to 37 the apostle paul so far was talking about gospel of god information all right and then in verse number 38 he transitions and says 
Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, hey, the Son of God, through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him, by him verse number 39, all that are baptized are justified from all things. Nope, that's not what it says. All that believe are justified. You don't have to wait for a future justification. But when you believe, you are justified from all things from which you could not be justified. Okay. So um, he preached the gospel of God information and then he talked about the gospel of Christ. Why? Which leads us to our uh, our our equation over here. The gospel of God plus the gospel of Christ equals the gospel of the uncircumcision. Okay? So let's look into our summary over here. The different gospels so far. So we have the gospel of the kingdom, top. We have the gospel of God, gospel of the circumcision, uh, gospel of the uncircumcision, and then the gospel of Christ. And this is all just a review, which is going to be our introduction for the gospel of Christ. Is, like our question is earlier, is, are all gospels one and the same? Is it all talking about the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, let's look at the content. The gospel of the kingdom's content is repent for the kingdom of the kingdom is at hand. The gospel of God's content is Jesus was made of the seed of David and declared to be the son of God with power by the what? The resurrection. The content of the gospel of the circumcision is the gospel of God plus the gospel of the kingdom. The content of the gospel of the uncircumcision is the gospel of God plus the gospel of Christ. Whereas the gospel of Christ's content, that this is now, this is our gospel here, the gospel for our time, right? Is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. In our time, Here's why this is very important to differentiate the different Gospels. In our time, if you believe something else, then you cannot be saved. In our time, if you trust in the Gospel of the Kingdom for your salvation right now, during our time, then you are not saved. Okay? It is only the gospel of Christ that you that that uh, that we need to believe during our time. All right. So the speakers, the contents different. Therefore, they are not all one and the same. The speakers, the gospel of the kingdom, John, John the Baptist, of course, Jesus, the disciples, gospel of God is Paul and Peter, gospel of the circumcision, Peter and the apostles. Uh, gospel of uh, Saints Paul, of course. Gospel of the uncircumcision, uncircumcision is Paul. Gospel of Christ is Paul. If the speakers are different, therefore they are all not one and the same. 
the audience of the gospel of, of the kingdom is Israel. Gospel of God is both uncircumcision and circumcision. Okay? Gospel of the circumcision, guess who the audience is? Ta-da! Circumcision. Gospel of the uncircumcision, the uncircumcision. Well, they're not, they're one and the same. Well, it says circumcision and then uncircumcision, which has the, which has the prefix un. Right? If I have something that is open and something that is unopened, are they all one are are they all the same? Are they both the same? Of course not. They're different. Okay? In the gospel of Christ, the audience, there's no difference between circumcision and uncircumcision during our our time. Okay? There is if the audience is different, then they are not all one and the same. The response. Okay. Uh, during the gospel of the kingdoms, the kingdom, repentance manifested by baptism, endurance, and the sign gifts. The gospel of God. Uh, some people say it's just informational. You don't believe, you don't, there, there is no specified response. I would like to submit that you have to believe it or else what would you do about it? Okay. Uh, the gospel of circumcision. Uh, again, same with like the gospel of the kingdom, repentance manifested by baptism and endurance. Um, and then for the gospel of the uncircumcision and the gospel of Christ is belief. Which brings us to why this is very important. Again, this is just a review, but hopefully you realize that the importance of studying and rightly dividing the word of truth. Why that's important is because not everything that we read in the Bible is written to us. All of the Bible, like I've like we've heard many teachers and preachers say before, all of the Bible is written for us. Okay? but not all of it is written directly to us. Only things that we can apply doctrinally into our lives, into our time right now, which is the dispensation of, of, of grace, are the ones that are written to us. I'm, this is not at all trying to advocate for throwing away, tearing away parts of the other parts of the Bible, especially the Old Testament, and throwing them away. That's not what we're trying to say. They are still written for us, meaning we can learn from them. There are some truths that we can we can learn from them. Okay? Uh, but not all of it is written to us. So that leads us to the question, which gospel are you standing on? Which gospel do you trust? Which gospel are you holding on to for your salvation? Are you holding on to the correct one? Or are you holding on to something for which is entirely for a different, or which is for an entirely different time or dispensation, or for a different audience? I would double check, friend, because this is important stuff. 
That's why we take the time to review and to talk about it. And tr even if we try, even if we start sounding like a broken record, this is important. And you want, you would like, uh, it's important for you to know where you stand. Well, thank you so much for uh, listening to us at the Pauline Fellowship. Again, I'm so sorry. I apologize for the long break there. But uh, we're back, and prayerfully we'll come out with more Bible studies here um, more consistently. So if you have any questions or you'd like to visit us, uh, you'd like to communicate, you can visit us at uh, the Pauline Fellowship Facebook page. You just search TPF1611. You can also go over to uh, Instagram, which is also the Pauline Fellowship, or you can just search for hashtag TPF1611. Obviously, please feel free to uh, um, subscribe and download or or uh, or follow or like us in YouTube, and feel free to, to send these videos and Bible studies out to your friends and family and workmates. Uh, as soon as we get we're we're back into consistency again and and uh we figure out zoom meetings live zoom meetings we'll definitely put that out there in advance so if you have time uh you can visit you, you you can visit with us i know not everyone's in the same time um um time zone so that's going to be a challenge but let's continue to pray Everything, this video, this, all of our Bible study is being recorded as well, just as an audio, and it's uploaded to our our podcast, which is the Workman Unashamed podcast, which you can download from Apple, Spotify, Google, or Amazon, or wherever you do get your uh, podcast. So, you know, if you can't watch the video, you can definitely um, um, listen to it uh, while you're traveling uh, while you're commuting, while you're working, or something like that. Or you could just um, send it over, send the link over to your friends or family or workmates or classmates or something like that. Finally, if you have any questions, uh, please feel free to uh, reach out to us. Send us an email at thepaulinefellowship at gmail.com. Again, uh, again, my name is Brother Francis. Thank you again so much for your prayers and your support. Uh, your kind words, you know, people just saying hi, people just just uh, liking or or reacting and stuff like that. That's definitely a great um, um, encouragement to us. If you do have any uh, reaction, questions, clarifications, you don't understand stuff. I don't claim to have all the answers, but feel free to send that over to our email. Or just direct message us from Instagram or Facebook. Um, or even you can just comment on our posts. And, and we'll try to see if we can uh, answer those things as much as we can. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us at the Pauline Fellowship. And God bless you and have a wonderful day or night wherever you are. God bless, friends.